Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. Jude and verse number 22 this morning. As we began a series last week uh, talking about kingdom builders being a, a culture uh, of kingdom builders here at Fellowship Baptist Church. And uh, we talked about last week, um, in order for us to be a, or to have a culture of kingdom builders here at Fellowship Baptist Church, that uh, we must be motivated by something. And that motivation comes from uh, the love of Jesus and his gospel. Uh, you know, he loved us. We, we love others. Why? Because he first loved us. His love uh, should motivate us to love others, to reach out to others uh, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about uh, when it comes to a kingdom building culture, uh, a kingdom building culture has compassion that leads to action has compassion that leads to action. I want to look at verse number 22 of Jude. And the Bible says this, and of some have compassion, making a difference. Very short verse there. And of some have compassion, making a difference. A kingdom building culture has compassion that leads to action. Amen? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We're so thankful for your word. We're so thankful that we can come to your house this morning and to worship you. And uh, Father, I know it is kind of a, uh, just a uh, outside, Lord, it's not, not bright and sunny and it's a little rainy and it's kind of, uh, Lord, kind of given us this mood of uh, just uh, lethargicness, Lord. And uh, Father, we just pray that you would just help us and, and uh, lift up our spirits this morning as we get into your word. And uh, Father, as we... Uh, Talk about being a, a church that has a, a culture of kingdom builders, Lord, where that's a focus of ours, that we're mission focused here at Fellowship Baptist Church. In order for us to have that type of culture here, we must have compassion. We must have compassion for the loss that leads to action. Lord, help us. Lord, I need you. I pray that you would fill me with your spirit this morning, that you would give me the exact words to say, that it might challenge the hearts of your people and that we would, we would go out and apply what we hear this morning according to the scriptures. We love you, Father, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Jude here is, is writing this book to Christians in a day of, of apostasy. Uh, there were false teachers that were sweeping throughout these churches. They were uh, leading people astray from the truth uh, of the gospel. And so Jude begins to encourage believers to stand for, firm in what they believe in. And church, let me encourage you to stand firm in what you believe in. Uh, but then also to, uh, to encourage them uh, to contend for the faith. As you get to the end of, of Jude, he begins to challenge the church uh, to um, encourage them. He encourages the believers to have compassion on the lost, uh, striving to make a difference in their life. You know, while on this earth, when Jesus saw the hurting, when he saw the diseased, when he saw the blind and the maimed, when he saw those 
that were uh, sheep without a shepherd, the Bible tells us that he was moved with what? With compassion. Um, I have several verses here. In Matthew chapter nine, the Bible says, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. In Matthew 14, and Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and healed their sick. In Matthew chapter 15, then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. In Matthew chapter number 20, so Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. In Luke chapter 19, and when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, if thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. Every time Jesus saw the multitude, Every time Jesus would look out and see the lost, the Bible says that he was moved with compassion. But there was something different about Jesus and his compassion. His compassion always led to action, didn't it? When Jesus was moved, when he saw the blind, he was moved with compassion. But not only did he have compassion, he went and touched their eyes and healed them. When Jesus saw those that were sheep without a shepherd, not only did he have compassion for them, but he went and he told them the gospel, the good news of salvation. It led to action. And we can say here at Fellowship Baptist Church that, that we have compassion for the lost. And, and yes, people do matter to us. And yes, we are mission focused and we have compassion on, on the homeless and we have compassion on the, those that are sick. And we can say that all we want but if our compassion does not lead us to action, it was not compassion in the first place. Our compassion must lead to action. And here at Fellowship Baptist Church, if we're going to have a culture of kingdom builders, then we must have compassion on the lost. But that compassion must lead to action. We find here in our scripture some reasons why Jude says contend for the faith. Some reasons why he tells us to have compassion on the lost. Number one, I want us to see that because we know Jesus is the only way. Because we know that Jesus is the only way. Look at verse number three of Jude. The Bible says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Jude is telling these Christians to watch out for these men who are saying there are other gods, right? They're denying that Christ is the only way. They were denying that Jesus was God and, and that he was the only way to heaven for that matter. John Dyer wrote this in a poem. He said, a man may go to heaven without health. He may go to heaven without riches, without honors, without learning, and without friends, but he can never go there without Christ. Amen? He can never go there without Christ. 
And if you're saved here today, you know Jesus Christ, you have a personal relationship with him, then there was a time in your life when you realized that Christ was your only way to heaven, right? That he was your only way to a right relationship with God. And what did you have to do? You had to turn from from your own works, from your own self-righteousness, from your efforts to save yourself, and you had to put your trust in Jesus, Listen, we live in a pluralistic society today, don't we? We we live in a pluralistic society who laughs at Jesus's claim to be the only way. They mock it. They laugh at it. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You understand today that Allah won't save you. Amen, church? I know it's a rainy day out there, but Allah won't save you. Buddha's not going to save you. Confucius will not get you to heaven. The Pope and what he tells you to do, that's not going to get you to heaven. The Pope doesn't save. Listen, Joseph Smith cannot get you to heaven. Your works cannot get you to heaven. Your church membership will not get you to heaven. Jesus is the only way. But you know, there's a lot of people out there in our world in Panama City, Florida, who believe there are many ways to heaven who believe their works will get them to heaven. But you here at Fellowship Baptist Church know the truth that Jesus is the only way. And that should should cause us to have compassion for those who don't know, right? That should lead to compassion, which should lead to us reaching out to them. Most people don't mind if Christians are content to be one of many valid options in the spiritual shopping catalog, right? Right? They're they're, they're okay if we're content with that. But when we stand with Peter and we declare, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. When we declare that, that's when people object. You see, in the midst of a world that says all roads lead to heaven, it, it can sometimes be easy for us to bend our message. Right? especially toward those who we love and we don't want to offend. But the fact is, the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And that is what we are supposed to contend for, and that is what we are to share with others around us. Knowing that, we, the, knowing that Jesus is the only way and that there are others who are searching in other ways to get to heaven should move us to have compassion. Right? We should have compassion on others because we know that Jesus is the only way. You know, sometimes we're, we're just so stingy as Christians. We're so stingy, right? I, I mean, it's their loss. It's sometimes how our act. you know how someone says our actions speak louder than words, right? Uh, and a lot of times our actions speak and say it's their loss because we don't care. Sometimes our actions speak, well, I know and, and they don't, and so I, I'm fine. That's, that's how our actions speak sometimes, because we don't care. We don't have compassion on the lost. Uh, Hunter, our, Teal and I, our, our youngest for a little while, um, as, as the other one is soon to be here, and we pray that everything goes well with that. But Hunter, one of his favorite phrases that he loves to use, he'll, you, you'll hear him say this all the time, and it is, Sharing is caring. You can ask Teal. He's always saying it. 
That sharing is caring. He'll tell the kids that. And obviously he says it because he wants one of their toys. And they're not sharing. And so he lets them know the gospel truth of sharing is, <laughs> is caring. Uh, but he, he shows that because he wants a toy. But, but I think of that, that truth that he says that, yes, it means that we care. When it comes to the gospel church, sharing is caring. Sharing the good news of, of Jesus Christ with our neighbor is caring for them. Sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with our coworkers or with our clients, listen, is to show that we care for them. Compassion, that compassion that we have and that we say we have, it should lead to action. We know that Jesus is the only way. Aren't you thankful you know that truth today? There's a lot of people who are confused. There's a lot of people who believe in in other ways to heaven, but I'm thankful that I know that Jesus is the only way. But because I know, I should have compassion for those who don't know and reach out to them. Not only that, but number two, we see that we should have compassion because we know that heaven and hell are real. We know that heaven and hell are real. You know, that's one of the things that I see just listening uh, to messages and things is hell is not preached on as much as it used to be. You know, Jesus talked a lot about hell. Jesus talked more about hell than he did heaven. Hell is real. It's a real place. Heaven is a real place, and we're thankful for that, but also hell is. The Bible says in, look at verse number five. The Bible says, I will therefore put you in remembrance. He says, listen, there's people that are, are, are trying to come in and say that Jesus Christ isn't the only way. But then he says, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believe not. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of that great day. Speaking of the fallen angels, Satan and uh, his fallen angels. Verse number seven, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Because we know that heaven and hell are real, we should have compassion on the lost. Amen? Because we know that heaven and hell are real. Jude is reminding these Christians that those who do not believe that Jesus is the only way, they do not put their faith in Christ only, then they will spend an eternal eternity separated from God in an awful place called hell. He's reminding them that hell is real. And because of that fact, we should have compassion on the lost. You know, the Bible is clear that there are only two places where our soul will go when we die. Very clear, heaven or hell. Our soul will go to either heaven or hell. Jesus spoke often of both. On one occasion, Jesus gives an example in the book of Luke of of a glimpse into two men's experience in eternity. He said this, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented 
in this flame. Listen, scripture plainly states that those who do not trust Christ as their personal savior will spend an eternity in a real lake of fire. And those that receive Christ and his gift of salvation will spend an eternity in heaven. The Bible says in Revelation 20, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. In 1 Peter chapter 1, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Listen, just as lost people tend to forget that they have an eternal soul, Christians tend to forget that every single person, every family member, every friend that we have, every coworker, every neighbor, every grocery store clerk at the checkout counter, the guy who walks his dog that we see walking on our street, every person that we come in contact will spend an eternity in either heaven or hell. That should mean something to us. That that should cause some compassion to stir up within us. That every people, every person that we see, that we come in contact each and every day, they're either going to spend an eternity in heaven or hell. That should make a difference in the way that we look at people. In the way that we spread the gospel. That those people that we love, those people that we see, they're either going to spend an eternity in heaven or in hell. You see, when we remember these eternal realities, we should be moved with compassion to tell others the way of salvation. You see, we should, it should give us uh, an opportunity also to say, hey, we should give toward missions here at Fellowship Baptist Church because there are people in other countries, South Africa, who are dying and they're going to hell. Listen, does the reality, does the truth that there is a heaven and a hell, does it, does it make a difference in the way that you see people? Do you have compassion for people? So much so that it leads to action. But we also see number three, knowing that a soul is eternal. In verse number seven, he says, an eternal fire. An eternal fire. Jude reminds them that not only heaven and hell are real, but hell is an eternal fire. You know, God created the human soul in his own image. The Bible says in Genesis, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So among other things, we have an eternal soul. And you see, since sin entered into the world, our bodies, what do they do? They begin to decay and die, right? But our soul will live for all of eternity. This flesh, this outer shell, it dies, it decays, but our soul will live for all of eternity. You know, most people don't get up in the morning and say, and think of eternity. Most people don't. For, that, for the fact of the matter, most people don't get up and say, well, you know, today could be the day that I die. Right? We don't normally do that. But do we see people and do we, do we see them for eternity with eternal goggles, as I've, I've said it before, that they have an eternal soul? You know, Satan likes to distract us with the here and now. He likes to distract us with, 
with, with living for the things of earth. We talked about on Wednesday night, laying, for our, laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven and not on this earth. A lot of times we, we, we strive to live, to lay up for ourselves treasures on this earth. We're distracted with the, the here and now, what's right in front of us. But Jude says, hey, I want to put in remembrance that heaven and hell are real and that everyone has a soul. Everyone has a soul. See, a lot of times the Bible says that our life is but a vapor. It appeareth for a little time and then it vanisheth away. And I said this on Wednesday night, but a lot of times we live for this, right? We live for the, van- we live for the vapor. We live for the, the little speck of, of time that we have here on this earth when eternity is forever. People are dying and they're going to hell for all of eternity. And that, that, that should do something to us. That should cause us to, to love people, that people should matter to us and their soul should matter to us. Someone once said this, even the best life on earth that ends without Christ will bring the worst eternity. You hear that church? Even the best Life on earth that ends without Christ will bring the worst eternity. And this is why Jesus said, for what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Understand this is why you and I must remember that every person has an eternal soul and it should move us to compassion. Do you care for people? Do you care that they're dying without Christ? Do you care that they have an eternal soul? But then lastly, I want us to see here and and be encouraged that you can make a difference. You can make a difference. We know that Jesus is the only way, right? We know that heaven and hell are real. We know that a soul is eternal. And so you can make a difference. He says in verse number 22, and if some have compassion, making a difference. If we're going to be a witness for Christ, we must allow these truths that every person has an eternal soul, that heaven and hell are real, and that Jesus is the only way to heaven. We must allow those things to grip our hearts. We must allow those things to to grip us. We must believe those things. Do you believe that heaven and hell are real? Do you believe that a, a soul is eternal? Do you believe that Jesus is the only way? If you believe those things today, then understand we must see people not as masses and not as simply personalities, but as individuals, each of whom have an eternal soul that will live somewhere forever and ever and ever. See, when we remember these truths, we'll be more likely to recognize the value of people. When you you realize that heaven and hell are real, Jesus is the only way, and that a soul is eternal, you'll, you'll recognize more so the value of people that you come in contact with. You know, they're very valuable to God, aren't they? People are valuable. The lost, they're, they're valuable. God wants to save them. It is his will that none perish, but that all come to repentance. See, we need to be investing ourselves and making a difference by going to the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
There's a song that says, if just one more soul were to walk down the aisle, it would be worth every struggle. It would be worth every mile. A lifetime of labor is still worth it all if it rescues just one more soul. You see, church, you can make a difference, but it starts with compassion that leads to action. If we're going to be a church uh, that has a, a culture here of kingdom builders, we must have compassion. Compassion on the loss that leads to action and telling others about Jesus Christ. If you notice in the verses before verse number 22, the Bible says uh, that he says in verse number, uh, verse number 20, but ye beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of, of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And if some have compassion, making a difference. What does he tell us here? Listen, go in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, keep the gospel fresh in your heart, stay close to him, and then make a difference. See, we need the, whole, the Holy Spirit. If we rely on the Holy Spirit, he'll, he'll remind us. He's a reminder of these things. That heaven and hell are real and that, that a soul is eternal and that Jesus is the only way. He'll remind you of those things. Pray in the Spirit. Stay close to God and make a difference. There's a story of a, of a boy, and I've told this before, but he was walking on the beach after a storm. There was these starfish that were scattered out, thousands of starfish, just all throughout the beach. And this young boy was going around and he was picking up these starfish and frantically trying to throw them back into the ocean. He was going to one, going to, to several of them, throwing them back into the ocean. And there was a man that was watching this boy. And he yelled out to the boy and he said, hey, you know, you're not making a difference really. Hey, you know what you're doing is futile. The boy kept doing it, kept grabbing a starfish, throwing it back into the ocean, grab another, throw it back into the ocean. The older man said, hey, son, listen, you, you might as well stop because you're not really making a difference. Look how many there are on the ocean. There's no way you can save them all. The young boy picked up a starfish and he looked back at the man and he said, I made a difference for that one. I made a difference for that one. I made a difference for that one. And you understand today, church, there are millions, there are billions of people in our world today. And you know, it seems like we can't really make a difference. There's so many that are lost and do not know Jesus Christ as their personal savior, but you can make a difference for one. You can make a difference for one. And I want to challenge you here at Fellowship Baptist Church to bring your one to Christ. This year, bring your one to Christ. Make it a point in your daily prayer life, praying in the Holy Spirit that God would give you the opportunity to reach one, to just reach one to save from the fire. The Bible tells us here in verse number 24, just to reach that one, uh, to, 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 to allow them to have a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. You understand today, church, that if we, if we just each reach one, that multiplies very quickly, doesn't it? and we train them to then reach one, there's something miraculous that can happen. But you have to strive and to don't, don't just look at it to say, hey, I got, there's no way I can reach the thousands in Panama City, Florida, but you can reach the one. You can reach the one. 
And there are many that are among us in Panama City, Florida, that do, new, that do not know Christ. They don't know. They're putting their faith in other ways for their salvation. But you know the truth. You know that Jesus is the only way. You know that heaven and hell are real and that a soul is eternal. And so have compassion. Have compassion, church. And strive to make a difference. Listen, our compassion should lead to action. We don't just have these things up here just so they can sit and look pretty on the wall. Right? We're to try, strive to live out these things to keep Christ first, that people really do matter to us so that we can make a difference in their life. Love them, reach out to them, and show, show and share that Jesus Christ is the only way of their salvation. As Hunter said, sharing is caring. Let us share the good news of Jesus Christ with those that are lost. Care for them, love them, if we're going to be a kingdom, uh, if we're going to be a, have a culture of kingdom builders here at Fellowship Baptist Church, we must have compassion for the lost. And that compassion must lead us to action. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information, check out fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.